This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Hello again, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research, and I'm joined today by uh, Terry Baboj and Paul Demarin of Perry Johnson uh, Food Safety Registrars. Um, we're at a food safety event. Uh, I've already been on their podcast, and, and it's my turn to return the favor. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Jeff. So it's a much, pleasure Jeff. to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's been vaccinated and tested, and we're okay. But times. We, we, we're, we're taking safety seriously. <laughs> yes, we are. What a rigorous protocol, actually. I was yeah, impressed. I was very impressed as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just everything from you know temperature monitoring to mask mandates. It's wonderful. I just wish more organizations would take your lead on that and actually host conferences. I, I hear you, and I, I think this is the direction the industry needs to go. And uh, you know, I've often said my business is putting smart people together in a room to talk about their problems and challenges and opportunities. And smart people won't get in a room if they don't feel safe. So. We, we need to make that work, and uh, I think this event can be a, a template for that. 100%. Anyway, I do want to talk uh, about your organization, which I think is a, a great group. Um, we've actually had you at this event five years now. That's amazing. Yeah, we were here from day one. Yeah, and we're so pleased to have you come back to this uh, first physical event we've gotten to run in 18 months. Um, I do want to talk about some of the conversations you're having. There, there are food, uh, food safety and food quality and food compliance people who are coming up to you, and there's a lot to talk about. It's been a while. What are some of the conversations you're having? Well, um, maybe I'll start. Uh, you know, we, we've had, I think, already about 12 or 13 meetings today. It's been an extremely busy day for us. It always is at this event. I think that the uh, recurring themes that I've seen are around uh, food safety culture, uh, resources, turnover, and a number of other things. But those are the ones that are really kind of standing out for me. People are having a lot of issues around not only finding the resources, but then when you have the resources, how you maintain them uh, and not turn them over. There's, it seems to be you know, a massive uh, issue around the world. I'm hearing it at uh, other events that we've been at, but I don't know your thoughts, Terry. Those are kind of some of the hot topics. Well, I'll agree, and, and we can't forget about the new introduction of virtual auditing. Mm, true. That, is, uh, that has such an impact on everybody. Everybody's so used to everything being face-to-face. -face. There's been some blended events and things like that. There's been some comments, both good and bad. So, so that's a hot topic too, Jeff. I, I really hear that a lot with yeah. food safety people because they weren't able to go do the job physically for a year and a half. So what they invented out of you know uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Now we're getting through this. Do we keep that part? How much of it do we keep? What good lessons have we learned that we can move forward into a new normal with? It's, it's a big topic. Absolutely. In mm -hmm. fact, if you think about it, I mean, food safety encompasses all different sorts of standards. We know the GFSI standards, but we also borrow some standards from the ISO world. Mm -hmm. And ISO has really adapted virtual like no other. And uh, it's been very popular. It's even gone to the most rigorous industries, not just food, but like automotive space, you know, automotive. So, so it's really permeated multiple industries. And um, I've heard the comment that it's sort of driving a trend that was already there. I mean, things were moving in this direction, but there was always going to be people who, you know, what, what we're doing works, why rock the boat? And then a global pandemic, the boat rocked anyway, and we had to figure something out. You know, a lot of certification bodies were forced with having to do uh, virtual audits in some capacity in the past, even before the pandemic. And it was because, um, you know, their sites or suppliers were in remote locations or very hard to get to or at the top of a mountain or whatever it might be. And it was very difficult for auditors to get there. So in some cases, there had to be virtual audit at some perspective uh, but you know f 
COVID really fast-tracked the entire industry and everybody, I mean, I think I was just saying today, we've done probably over 30,000 virtual audits since April of 2020. So to say that it hasn't affected the whole industry would be a huge understatement. Right. Right. And there are some concerns with virtual auditing. I mean, there are some natural barriers. I mean, you're in sometimes manufacturing facilities and people are, are with their tablets or their, their particular phones. They're asked to be able to interview. You have sound issues. So, we, so we've had to deal with that, with sending out headphones to people and mm -hmm. people prepare for that. Um, you know, other issues is, uh, you know, people also miss sometimes the idea of that, that, that in-person visit, you know, and with that absence, that's why I think in the future, you're gonna see, you're gonna see this, but you're gonna see a blended idea, be it if it's every other audit or whatever it might be. True. So this is gonna be here to come, mm -hmm. to, to, here to stay. Absolutely, me. I fully agree. Let's talk about takeaways. There are some things that when you're engaging with this uh, audience of food safety and quality experts, you have advice for them, you want them to take away from conversations with you and apply to their working lives. Can you give us some bullet points? I mean, there's a lot that we can say. Uh, you know, if I go back to uh, an old statement that my father used to say, he used to tell me that if I was the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. And so I can honestly say that at this event, I'm definitely not in the right room because, or in the wrong room, excuse me, because there are so many global experts here. Having said that, there are, you know, if we go back just to the resource issue and if we talk about, um, you know, the, the high turnover rate, one of the things that we as a certification body, and there's many other CBs here as well that are very good too, you can work with your certification body to conduct assessments of your global suppliers even if you don't have those resources in place or even if you're not back to a full capacity yet. We have auditors all around the world, uh, you know, in I think over 60 countries, about 460 auditors that can work with you to help support you and ensure that you're still protecting your brand even if you're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Terry, do you want to expand upon that? No, I think you did a pretty good job with that. <laughs> yeah. I really do. So, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Okay, well, fair enough. So, yeah. um, I do want to circle back. I mean, we talked about two things in the beginning, and we got very focused on auditing for a little while, managing resources and and this turnover. And you're right; it's not just uh, the food industry. It seems to be all industries. People went through a global pandemic, and they sort of thought about where they are in their career and their work-life balance and what they want. And people are mixing things up. What are some of the conversations you're having in that space? I mean, you know, look, God bless everybody for, you know, the positions that everyone's in. Everybody's in a little different spot than uh, everybody else. But I know in Canada, the government stepped in to help everybody. You know, they had basically allowed people to have a certain set of money. And then we were able to do that one more time for the people who weren't working or who were affected. Uh, or furloughed. I know in the U.S. it's quite a bit different where I believe that the government in some cases is still paying people. So, I mean, I don't want to get involved in any sort of, uh, you know, uh, government uh, or anything like that. But my opinion would be is that until that changes, people are still going to be comfortable staying at home, not wanting to get back out into the workforce. So, you know, that's probably a bigger question for, for office, I would think. But maybe you, obviously you're well, from the U.S. I so agree. And we all have our opinions. On yeah. That. And yeah. I think in general is if you're in business and you're at a, at a leadership level, you're really concerned about government money being infused into the system and allowing people to work at home. Mm -hmm. uh, or, excuse me, uh, collect money for not working, oh, right. staying at home. Right. And, uh, and, and frankly, I've got heartburn over because it's affected our company also. And mm -hmm. I'm not the only one. We see people all over that we've talked to with this show that are impacted by this directly. And therefore, if you've got people that say, listen, I can't even get people to pick up a shipment at the dock level, yeah. and I have spoilage that are, that's occurring.
That's and then getting charged for late shipments. Oh, it's, 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 it's a spiraling effect. Yeah. And, and, and I think uh, food safety and quality as a profession has an extra pain point in, in its workforce issues because it's not enough to get a warm body. It has to be someone who cares, who's oh, yeah. engaged every day. Somebody I mean, they're trained and food. educated oh, in certain cases, you know. risk required in some of these positions. You just can't just in instantly yeah. be able to replace people. No. So as you say, it's probably something that change has to come from government. But I mean, we're all going through this at the moment. Is there some advice you have for companies that are struggling in this space? Well, I think you're, you're, you just have to deal with it. And yeah. what this often means is that you've, you're putting more work onto the people that you currently have. Mm -hmm. And the stress levels can be extremely high when you do that. Mm -hmm. So literally, we've had to be able to deal with it. And that means people working extra hours. And, uh, and it's, it's challenging from a leadership level, to say the least. It really is. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. It, it, it's just it's such a difficult situation that everybody's in right now. I really feel for, you know, all the people and the families and the companies that are out there are still going through these challenges. Um, you know, you, you got to be nice to people. Remember, people are human beings. So whether it's uh, somebody working in a food safety office or somebody going through the drive-through, everybody is there trying to make the best out of the pandemic. You know, so let's find a way to you know, move this conversation in a, a happier direction to, to wrap to up. To wrap up. <laughs> um, Sounds you know, good. We have, we have <laughs> gone through uh, sort of a year and a half now of this, and uh, I think the crisis management portion is behind us. I think people are now being proactive. What are some things that you're actually looking forward to in, in sort of the food safety, food quality space for the coming couple of years? Are there things that to be optimistic about? Let me take this first. Please. Okay. Yeah. I will tell you that it was a resounding, uh, you know, yes, we are finally in person at this conference. Mm, yeah. My goodness. I mean, the, the opening speeches, some of the, uh, some of the people in the room, just to be able to see somebody that's yeah. not behind a camera. <laughs> I mean, talk about an infusion of, of just excitement. So you guys have done an extremely good job with that. Oh, I mean, thank you so much. And the attendance is excellent. It's, yeah, it's 250 it is executives. That's impressive. Excellent. So I'm, yeah. I'm very happy to be here oh. and uh, get a chance to get, you know, to get on an airplane. A lot of us have not traveled in a while. Yes. So, um, so we have to learn how to travel again. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. And that's challenging <laughs> in and pack, of itself. You, know, you can pack in a matter of that uh, time, and now it takes a little longer to figure I know. out. And being Canadian, I have to have like 95 COVID tests before <laughs> I get here. So, yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we do still have another day of the event ahead, and I want you to enjoy it. But uh, I appreciate you taking some time to uh, talk with us now. Yeah, Jeff, well, look, you know, on behalf of Perry Johnson Registrar Food Safety, our president, Terry, and our owner, Perry, thank you so much. It's an outstanding event. Your team's amazing. I love them to death, and uh, we can't wait for many, many more, and we're only on day one. So day two is going to be just as exciting. Well, I, I really appreciate your time today, gentlemen. This has been a great conversation, and I know we've got another day of the event ahead of us, so I'll let you get back to it. But thank you so much for your time. Um, you've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.